And I'm back, everybody. That's right. It's me, Eve Reed, a.k.a. Melanin Seduction, for another My Two Cents episode for Readality Radio. All right. So in this episode, I'm going to talk about gaslighting and what that looks like and what to say, what not to say. I'm also going to talk about verbal intentions. Okay. And the last thing I discuss uh, in this episode is about leadership versus influence. All right. So take the time, sit back, listen, enjoy the conversation. I recorded it live over there on the stereo application. So I hope you enjoy everyone's point of views and hopefully you might get something out of it. All right, y'all, I'm out of here. Enjoy the episode. You know it's fuck you pay me. You ain't got my money going crazy. I'm the shit, but it's low key. Yeah, I know a couple grips and some OGs. I ain't never doing shit just so free. Throw them out east, take a trip off the OC. You know that I be outside, mostly for the chips and the vibe. Niggas soaking shit with the shits and we slide. I ain't with the talk, little nigga. Bye 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 bye. bye. It's a party out here tonight. You already know, come testify. Oh, yeah, yeah. And every time we step up, you know it poppin'. Oh, it poppin'. Cause baby, we always, always, always on the vibe. Oh, yeah. Get a princess dressed nice. Come here. And she a real one in real life. Come here. The mother bitches IG hype. We just catch feelings and flights. BK shorty in the CA. Traffic don't care about a V8. You gon' need a tour guide, you gon' see apes. Better mention Triliano if you see grapes. Hey, her crew have Bronx, have Harlem. All like Eve, how they sitting in the garden. I got them on the West Coast, mining. Smoking on the best stroke coffee. Pull your hood up, pull your wood up. Best of both worlds, baby, good luck. No peas on the truck for a good buzz. I don't know your baby daddy, I'm a good fuck. It's a party out here tonight. You already know, come testify. Oh, yeah, yeah. And every time we step down, you know we pop it. Cause maybe we always, always, always on the vibe. Oh, yeah. I ride, you ride, we ride. And you know we keep it bouncing like a G-Ride We be bumping from the west to the east side You know we bumping from the west to the east side I ride, you ride, we ride And you know we keep it bouncing like a G-Ride We be bumping from the west to the east side You know we bumping from the west to the east side It's a party out here tonight And you already know, come testify Oh yeah, yeah And every time we step down, you know we pop it Cause baby, we always, always, always on the vibe. Oh, yeah. 
Yo, shout out to Ron J, aka Dean Martin over here on Spotify. And shout out to DJ Upgrade. You feel me? That was a collaboration they did uh, for Ron J's EP. You feel me? So make sure you following him on Spotify, both of them. Okay, as a matter of fact. Uh, their music um, and many others from stereo. This is my stereo artist playlist that will be in the background as I conduct this show. And in case you didn't know what show this is, this is my two cents presented to you by Reality Radio, my brainchild, both of them. All right. Where opinions are not facts. Okay. And uh, I created this space so that I could have a platform to share my opinions on various subjects unapologetically and fairly. And in my opinion, opinions are not facts. So therefore, you know, it's neither right or it's wrong. It's just my opinion. So with that being said, let's show the world in real time that we can have a respectful discussion with open minds, open hearts and open ears, because it's about the dialogue and what ideas and what progression comes from the, the dialogue, not just about proving that you're right. Now, if it's a debate, that's different. A debate, of course, is if you're proving your point, your position, and you have the facts, not just your opinions, but you have the facts to prove your point. However, in this space, facts are great. They're welcomed to back up your opinion. But if you feel some kind of way, you feel how you feel. You said what you said, and that's all that matters. You know what I mean? That is absolutely all that matters. So, uh, yeah, like, you know, I'm going to go ahead and uh, play something real quick that I thought was really interesting that I found on Instagram. Okay, just to make this point even more so about, you know, you said what you said and you feel how you feel. And there's there's no question about that. You know, absolutely no question when it comes to it. Um gonna go ahead and pause project poop real quick shout out to project poop we're gonna pause him real quick while i connect this other device here okay so you can hear what this wonderful woman said okay we're gonna follow this road all the way down you're gonna take a sharp left okay up here past this tree here okay once you get up here you're gonna take another sharp turn and over here, this is where you have me fucked up at. Right here in this place. Because I never asked you for your opinion. I don't care about it. I simply stated what I don't like. It doesn't matter how you feel. I said what I said, and I'm not changing it. Thanks. This now, the reason why I wanted to play that is because it is. Where she says the part where I didn't ask your opinion, It's this is to those who, like, feel like they have to go out of their way to just say something just to say something. You know what I mean? Like, you don't have to do that. And if someone says, oh, and I love this, I love using this example <clears throat> all the time. Uh, if someone says, you know, I don't like chocolate ice cream, you then don't get, I mean, it's not fair, it's not right to then tell them how they should feel about chocolate ice cream or then say something like oh well if you don't like cho chocolate ice cream what about vanilla what about chocolate chip like 
What? One has nothing to do with the other. I like what I like. They like what they like. And that's it. That's all. You know? That is it. That is all. Okay? Um, There we go. I was trying to get rid of that. Uh, So, yeah. Saying all that to say, that brings me to the first topic that I want to talk about, which is gaslighting. Okay? It's gaslighting. And... Similar to how I talked about, you know, using the word loosely of, nar- you know, being someone being a narcissist and just throwing that label out there. I find it interesting that gaslighting is in that same category where people just throw that word out there. Now, here's the thing. People use that word and throw it out there and say, oh, you're gaslighting me. You're gaslighting me. You're gaslighting me. Just like people say, oh, they're a narcissist. They're a narcissist. They're a narcissist. Here's the thing. Sometimes, this is going to sound crazy, sometimes people can gaslight and not even know they're gaslighting you. Isn't that crazy? I think it's crazy. And it's not because they're intentionally wanting to gaslight you. It's because of the verbiage that gets used. That's why you have to be intentional about what you say and think before you speak. Sometimes you might be the kind of person that may need to think twice. Before you open your mouth. Do you know what I mean? So here's the thing when it comes to gaslighting. Like I said, sometimes people use verbiage that, yes, fit in the description of gaslighting. However, they could unintentionally be gaslighting you just because they're so used to hearing this type of verbiage used in this type of way. Because that's what being that's what culture is about. It's about what the masses are doing. It's about herd mentality. It's about what's trending, what's popular, what's the thing right now. And like I spoke last week on my two cents, okay, my two cents Mondays, (laughs) Uh, what I said last week about people just throwing out, oh, you're a narcissist. You're a narcissist, okay? People do the same thing with the word gaslighting. Now, of course, I'm going to have something to, you know, kind of give you an example Because some people may not actually know the real definition of gaslighting. Now, mind you, I did a show about gaslighting about maybe a year ago or over a year ago. It was during the time when, you know, Tasha K and Cardi B was going at it. And it was fitting for that moment, too. Because Tasha K was definitely gaslighting Cardi B. Okay? So it was fitting. You know? And sometimes... uh, Things happen and I notice things and I'm very observant, as we all know. Uh, If you've been listening to me long enough, you know I'm very observant. And so I just observed is how people be using and throwing this word out there about gaslighting. You know? And then I thought about it one day. Because someone who I'm cool with, you know, uh, they're not an abuser. They're not an abusive person. They don't have abusive, like, intent. They're not malicious. They don't want to cause people ill will. You know, it's actually quite the opposite. However, because of some of the verbiage they use, one could call them, a car, you know, someone who gaslights and a gaslight. Someone could argue that if they took something that that person said out of context. So I'm going to go through the whole spiel of like, we're going to start from the beginning. We're going to get to the root of the actual word and the actions of it, what it looks like and what one could say 
instead of using verbiage that makes you look like a gaslighter. Okay? And I have to look, look. I always judge myself before I judge others. And yes, I judge others. I'm an INFJ personality type, but it helps me with my discernment. And everybody judges. So hence opinion. Okay? So there's that. Uh and that <laughs> I'm just saying judging some things and judging people not to say you're putting them in a you know in you know you're condemning them or something like that but it's more of just you know ah you doing something over there that I don't appreciate I don't like that that's not what I signed up for that's not my ministry that is not my moral value that is not my moral compass that is not a part of my mission statement so I can't sign up for that okay so, and then I move accordingly. You feel me? Anyway, so I'm going to play this. Shout out to Junkie Dave right now with Make It Drop, you know. But we're going to go over here to uh, YouTube real quick. And I'm going to play uh, this video, just like I did last week. I'm going to play this video that's going to break... Uh, 10 examples of what gaslighting sounds like. 10 examples. And remember, if you're listening to this and you hear some of these examples, if you've ever said these before, just do some self-work, some self-reflection of what was your intention and when you said that. Was it something that just came out naturally because maybe you said it, but you know, you've heard it said and conversations you've been around with people you hang around and that's just the way that they talk that's just the lingo or did you have ill intention behind doing it it's kind of like what i said last week about narcissists everybody has a little bit of narcissism in them and just like everybody has cancer cells in them it's about what it does and what it creates for you and how you are feeding into it so with cancer cells right you live a poor life Maybe you have emotional discomfort. You don't eat right. You don't exercise. You're always stressed out. Maybe you're prone to it. But either way, there's something that activates the cancer to make it bigger and make it, you know, potentially fatal. Same thing with narcissism. What we heard from the gentleman last week was, you know, this is something that impacts his life. And that's what the clinical diagnosis is versus just throwing it out there because you mad, you feel some kind of way or because they're demonstrating the characteristics of one. Doesn't make them clinically one. So unless you're a licensed professional, you're really just throwing a label out there on someone just like if someone you like, I don't know, you could just pick anything that's to the you know immediate extreme of a label that is hard to shake. No matter how much you tried to show that that's not who you are. Guys deal with rape all the time. Women use that, throw that word out there and it's hard for them to shake. Whether it's rape, sexual assault, predator, all of that. It's still a label. So be mindful and have verbal intent behind what you say. Okay, so enough of that. We'll go ahead and play this out. Shout out to, again, Ron J with the song You Don't Know. We're going to put him on pause real quick. We're going to switch devices. I'm going to play this video for y'all. You feel me? And yeah.
sure you knew how grateful we were for all your support. Your ongoing support is what helps us make psychology. The term originates from the Patrick Hamlet's make psychology and mental health more accessible to everyone. Now let's continue. Gaslighting is a word that's used a lot in the media these days, but what does gaslighting actually mean? The term originates from the Patrick Hamilton's original 1939 stage play Gaslight, where a husband psychologically manipulates his wife. In the story, the husband attempts to convince his wife that she is insane by manipulating small elements of their environment and insisting that she is mistaken, remembering things incorrectly when she points out the changes he makes. The play's title alludes to how the abusive husband slowly dims the gaslights in their home while pretending nothing has changed in an effort to make his wife doubt her own perceptions. Gaslighting is a form of emotional abuse where someone leads you to question your own reality, memory, or perceptions. So, here are 10 examples of what gaslighting can sound like. As a disclaimer, we want to note that not everyone who says these phrases is automatically a gaslighter. Gaslighting is intentional, and a gaslighter knows exactly what they're saying and what they're doing. 1. What did I do to you? If someone responds to you this way, they may genuinely not know what they have done and are asking you about it. But when it's gaslighting, they are aware they have done something to hurt you and are pretending to play dumb. In defensively posing this question to you, they are denying the impact they had on you and are also forcing you to question it. 2. Everyone around you isn't the problem. The problem is you. This is sometimes used as a way to shut down the conversation or dialogue for whatever is happening. This type of language is often referred to as victim blaming, where the gaslighter will make statements that cause you to feel like you are the problem, even when you have fallen victim to something such as bullying or abuse and the situation is outside of your direct control. 3. I'm sorry you feel that way. When someone's hurt you and they say something like this, then it is not a true apology. Instead, it's a way to make you feel like you are the problem. They say that they're sorry that you feel the way you do, rather than apologizing for what they've done or how they made you feel. 4. I don't remember saying that. I think you made that up. This is the go-to phrase that a gaslighter will use to intentionally get you to question your experience, behavior, and thoughts in order to take the focus off of them. 5. It's your anxiety that made me do the things I do. This is a common response when a gaslighter gets called out for their behavior. They use this as a reason to justify their own negative behavior when in fact, they should take responsibility for their own actions instead of choosing to blame you. 6. You need help. This term is used to imply that you are the problem and that you need to address your issues rather than them having to work through their own issues. This is a shutdown response to avoid working things through with you. 7. It's your fault. People who gaslight will neglect any responsibility for their actions or for a situation. Instead, they will directly blame others. This can be a repetitive cycle where you may be made to feel like something is your fault, even if it isn't. You may even apologize for things that aren't your fault to make peace with them. 8. You're too emotional. This implies that your characteristics are seen as flaws, and this can make you question your own sense of who you are. 9. It's not a big deal. People who gaslight have a tendency to minimize the impact that something has on you. They may make you feel like you are making a bigger deal out of something when you are within your right to talk about things that are bothering you and express yourself openly. 10. Why are you so defensive all the time? You're attacking me. 
This is a common phrase used when you challenge a gaslighter. They have a tendency to flip the conversation towards you and make it out like you are the one who is in the wrong. By accusing you of being defensive and that you're attacking them, then they become the victim. Do any of these phrases sound familiar to you? Okay, so I'm going to pause it right there. And I'm going to replay it because just like last week, right? Sometimes we hear something and we're, you know, it's like, oh, it's just noise. But then we hear something and then we kind of like, it sinks in a little bit. So I'm going to play it again just so that, you know, in case you miss something, okay? These are only some of the things I to you, you about saying and what they're like. The term originates from the Patrick Hamilton's original 1939 stage play Gaslight, where a husband psychologically manipulates his wife. In the story, the husband attempts to convince his wife that she is insane by manipulating small elements of their environment and insisting that she is mistaken, remembering things incorrectly when she points out the changes he makes. The play's title alludes to how the abusive husband slowly dims the gaslights in their home, while pretending nothing has changed, in an effort to make his wife doubt her own perceptions. Gaslighting is a form of emotional abuse, where someone leads you to question your own reality, memory, or perceptions. So, here are 10 examples of what gaslighting can sound like. As a disclaimer, we want to note that not everyone who says these phrases is automatically a gaslighter. Gaslighting is intentional, and a gaslighter knows exactly what they're saying and what they're doing. 1. What did I do to you? If someone responds to you this way, they may genuinely not know what they have done and are asking you about it. But when it's gaslighting, they are aware they have done something to hurt you and are pretending to play dumb. In defensively posing this question to you, they are denying the impact they had on you and are also forcing you to question it. 2. Everyone around you isn't the problem. The problem is you. This is sometimes used as a way to shut down the conversation or dialogue for whatever is happening. This type of language is often referred to as victim blaming, where the gaslighter will make statements that cause you to feel like you are the problem, even when you have fallen victim to something such as bullying or abuse and the situation is outside of your direct control. 3. I'm sorry you feel that way. When someone's hurt you and they say something like this, then it is not a true apology. Instead, it's a way to make you feel like you are the problem. They say that they're sorry that you feel the way you do, rather than apologizing for what they've done or how they made you feel. 4. I don't remember saying that. I think you made that up. This is the go-to phrase that a gaslighter will use to intentionally get you to question your experience, behavior, and thoughts in order to take the focus off of them. 5. It's your anxiety that made me do the things I do. This is a common response when a gaslighter gets called out for their behavior. They use this as a reason to justify their own negative behavior when in fact, they should take responsibility for their own actions instead of choosing to blame you. 6. You need help. This term is used to imply that you are the problem and that you need to address your issues rather than them having to work through their own issues. This is a shutdown response to avoid working things through with you. 7. It's your fault. People who gaslight will neglect any responsibility for their actions or for a situation. Instead, they will directly blame others. This can be a repetitive cycle where you may be made to feel like something is your fault, even if it isn't. 
You may even apologize for things that aren't your fault to make peace with them. 8. You're too emotional. This implies that your characteristics are seen as flaws, and this can make you question your own sense of who you are. 9. It's not a big deal. People who gaslight have a tendency to minimize the impact that something has on you. They may make you feel like you are making a bigger deal out of something when you are within your right to talk about things that are bothering you and express yourself openly. 10. Why are you so defensive all the time? You're attacking me. This is a common phrase used when you challenge a gaslighter. They have a tendency to flip the conversation towards you and make it out like you are the one who is in the wrong. By accusing you of being defensive and that you're attacking them, then they become the victim. Do any of these phrases sound familiar to you? These are only some of the things a gaslighter will say to you. You may have heard these before or even said them yourself, but this does not necessarily mean you have been gaslighted or that you are a gaslighter. Gaslighting is intentional, and a gaslighter knows full well what they are saying and what they are doing. We encourage you to seek help or guidance if you suspect that gaslighting has played a role in your life. Please like and share this video if Okay, so, I'm going to play these messages. Shout out to y'all in the room. Good morning. Happy Monday. I had Crazy. this conversation with my wife this morning. How I talk to you is not how I feel. Just because I put emphasis on certain words does not mean I'm attacking you. Just because you feel insecure is not the way that I meant for you to feel. Doubt, look, dang, I'm breezy like. Real quick, E-Read, Melanin Seduction, you already know. Junkie Zay. Sending love, peace, positivity, and blessings your way. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to the listening section. Interesting convo. I'll comment a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Already. Shout out to you, though. Shout out to everybody in the room. Cryptos, Junkie Dave, Hennessy Poppy, Miss Postmaster, Bunny J. Uh, oh, Breezy, you back. I loved your I loved your response. Shout out to you, though. Live Breezy. Uh, shout out to you, uh, Execution Her. What up, Goddess Robotic? Sunshine, shout out to y'all. Good morning. Um, and again, Everyone I just mentioned in this room and that you're going to hear comment live because this is recording live. That means you need to download the stereo app on Android or iPhone so you can participate live in the conversation verbally. OK, so, yeah, decorate your avatar, follow everyone that I just mentioned. All right. And then definitely, of course, like follow me, though, like I'm just saying, like what? Let's not forget that rent is needed to be paid in about five days. That part, <laughs> put it on auto pay. Put it on auto pay. If it ain't about the bullshit, bitch, you can miss me with it. Bitch, you can miss me with it. Hey, <laughs> shout out to Live Breezy. Okay, so this other video that I'm about to play, it kind of, it basically, like I said earlier, right? Sometimes we can use the verbiage based on the the environment that we're you know and the people we're around and that's just the lingo and term that's being used so you're just regurgitating basically what you already observe and that's part of the language right and i hear it all the time in the audio rooms right i hear it all the time and i'm not just talking about here on stereo okay because i ain't gonna hold you between the other app that i'm on and stereo when you talk about the, the the confrontational type of conversations and just the type of gaslighting that's being used. Listen, I will say this, stereo as dysfunctional as it can be and as crazy as we all can be, 
and engaging with each other. Some of us rock with each other. Some of us don't. Some of us are friends with other people we don't rock with and vice versa. Some of us are able to coexist and some people like your content. Some people don't. All I'm saying is that there. here's the thing. <laughs> In many ways, in its most dysfunctional form of what is stereo culture, we are a lot healthier than in other social audio apps. That's all I'm saying. So shout out to us. Okay. Shout out to the community. You know what I'm saying? Because, oh, Jesus, my goodness. All right. So check it, right? I have some experience, but I have a question. How do you respond to a gaslighter without hitting some of these marks that make you look like a gaslighter yourself? Like when you're talking to a narcissist, how do you respond without sounding like, like a them. narcissist? Right. You either be quiet and get ran over, or if you actually respond, you kind of sound like the same thing they're accusing you of. It's weird. So that's a great question. And I'm hoping that this next video will actually like, I don't know, possibly lead us in the right direction. Because quite honestly, I am challenged with that same thing. You know what I mean? Because there are certain environments that I don't, there are certain environments and certain people where like, I can't avoid them, but I know that they're gaslighting me. And I need, I'm looking for, and I'm always, I'm always researching and testing out tools to see if that will work. So that on some kind of a level, there's a balance of some type of health, like, I don't know, healthy engagement, you know what I mean? Versus me doing what I would typically do, which would be to do that, just like shut down and not say anything or, you know, just be like, okay, well, whatever. And then I take fault. You know what I mean? Because it's like, do I have the energy to pour into this? And I don't know what words to say. I don't know what's the right response in the moment, you know? Because in romantic relationships, I don't, I don't deal with that. You know, my romance, like, I'm very, like, business and, and romantic, like, I'm very cutthroat. But when it comes to, like, friends and family members, I'd have hit a little different. And I know where that comes from. I understand my pathology. I know where that comes from, which is why I do my research on myself. And then I share what I learn because it could help somebody else. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah. So I'm hoping this next video will kind of help both of us in that regard. I got it. I wanted to respond to Junkie Dave's um comment about how do you respond to some of these uh, comments I think specifically the one that stands out to me is uh, I'm sorry you feel that way it's a fake apology um, I've been met with this before and in my um, experience I say don't apologize for the way I feel apologize for what you've done and if you're not interested in that the conversation can stop now uh, because it's dishonest, and I'm not, you know, 
Uh, I don't use soft words, I use direct words um, so that they know, like, I'm not trying to mischaracterize you or assault or attack you. However, I am interested in having a dialogue that helps me advocate for myself, is the justice of the situation, and helps you, uh, helps afford you the, the space to be accountable. I like that. That's a good one. Um, yeah, because I've, I've tried verbiage like that where it's like, you know, okay, so you, <laughs> I remember saying this to the person where I was like, I don't want you to be sorry for how I feel like what you just said, goddess. Like, I want to under, I, what I said was, I don't want you to be sorry for how I feel. I want to understand where your thought, like, how did you get to the action? Or how did you get to saying that to me so that I could understand? I Like, I worded it in some kind of a way like that. It was probably even more wordy at the time. Um, so it's, yeah, it's almost like I, like, when I deal with them, it's almost like I have to take a real serious pause to overthink what I'm going to say before I say it so that I don't sound like them. You know what I mean? Like it's it's a really weird situation, but I get it. So I'm I'm hoping this video could help. Lighting verse respectful phrases. I'm sorry you feel that way. Respectful, I'm sorry I made you feel that way. Big difference. That's not what happened. Verse, that's not how I thought it happened. Gaslighting, you can't take a joke. Verse, I meant it as a joke, but it came across really wrong. You're overreacting. Verse, I now see that this is a very important issue for you. I guess I'm just a really bad partner. What I did was wrong, and I'm sorry. That's the one. Gaslighting. Okay, I'm going to play that one more time because that's a YouTube short, so I know it's it's only 15 seconds. So. Verse respectful phrases. I'm sorry you feel that way. Respectful, I'm sorry I made you feel that way. Big difference. That's not what happened. Verse, that's not how I thought it happened. Gaslighting, you can't take a joke. Verse, I meant it as a joke, but it came across really wrong. You're overreacting. Verse, I now see that this is a very important issue for you. I guess I'm just a really bad partner. What I did was wrong, and I'm sorry. That's the one. So the one just before that where he said, I'm a really bad partner, that was the gaslighting version versus what I did was wrong and I'm sorry. So that one kind of like, that one is a, a definitely a challenge and trigger for me because it's like when a friend or a family member does something that hurts me, right? And I'm vocalizing that. And then it's kind of like, oh, well, it's all my fault. I feel like it's all on me. And it's like, it's not, everything's not all on you. But what this action did made me feel like this. So based, now I'm going to set a boundary, you know. Um, it's really uncomfortable. And it's crazy because in times where I've done that in romantic relationships, right, where, um, they try okay so see i don't really want to call that a relationship but i guess it was a relationship. but anyway so like there was a moment in time that you know i've shared with y'all before where i actually thought somebody was like really physically trying to kill me 
You know what I'm saying? And I was out of, I got sick out of nowhere for seven months and was in and out the hospital. They couldn't find a diagnosis. I'm by myself. I don't have any family. I don't have any friends around. And I'm only with the person that I was ro- in a romantic, in a romantic relationship with. So I guess that definitely was a form of gaslighting. And I just didn't want to admit it until just now. So, cause it's like really embarrassing. Like that's embarrassing. And like, for me to be like, oh, I was gaslit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I already admit to the fact of why I got into the relationship in the first place. But then to just sit up here and like, just be like, oh, well, yeah, you volunteered to get gaslit. You know, because I this, I knew in my body that I should not have been in this relationship. But I did what I did. You know what I'm saying? And so with this particular person, when I would tell them like, wait, like, no, that's not what happened. And they're arguing with me down. It was just like, Okay, fine, whatever. You know what I mean? And it just got, and I don't know, maybe that's what was making me sick, like to that degree. Maybe I was just so emotionally, like, and mentally just gone. It just affected me physically or whatever because of what was going on and what I didn't know what was going on behind my back. You know what I'm saying? Because you have this, you're living this image of what you think is happening and then when things start to unravel, right? It was almost like God took me out of the equation so I could have a bird's eye view of what was really going on. But I had to be physically sick in order for to be removed. You know what I'm saying? Versus just like trying to navigate through it like I'm in some kind of, you know, pea soup kind of a forest or something like that and I don't know what direction I'm supposed to be going and he physically took me out of that so that I could see what was going on you know and I say this once I was done with that person I have not been sick since so you know um but in dealing with people who gaslight you and use this kind of verbiage it's just kind of like even when you hear conversations, okay, bringing it to stereo, when you hear things on stereo and someone says, no, when they say, no, that's not what I meant, right? So that goes to like verbal intent. Okay, so think about what you're saying so that your intentions match your words. You feel me? Because if any of us have used any of these phrases where, you know, it could, someone would say we're gaslighting them because of the verbiage we're using, right? And I don't think that's anyone who, the people that I know who do have good hearts and are here, like they may do their trash talking, but it's not to the degree of like just being blatantly disrespectful, you know? Um, There are some times where they, I've heard them use this kind of verbiage, you know? However, I know that that's not their intent on what they're doing. So it goes back to under, like thinking before you speak, and what do you want the receiver to receive from you when you say something? So that way you can get the reaction or response that you're looking for to move forward with the conversation. Otherwise, it's just like, what is it? It's kind of, it's, it's basically just ping pong. At that point, you know what I'm saying? The ball is just little, uh, you know, gaslighting words and phrases going back and forth between one another and then of course more emotion get involved you feel me and god forbid you know they have a lack you either one of you or or whoever is involved have a lack of emotional intelligence that means you're not even able to regulate your emotions 
as you're doing this. Like, it's just all over the place. So, I don't know. For me, I'm working. I'm definitely working every day to be more intentional with what I say. And not only that, to what I do, right? Not just, like, you know, um, for myself. But, I mean, outside of that, with my friendships, when I call someone, when I text someone, when I respond to something, you know, you ever you ever voice something of like like you you're like kind of venting. Right. And you're just sharing. Right. You're not looking for answers. You're not looking for problem solving. You're not you're just venting it out. And someone says to you, oh, it ain't that serious. Oh, it ain't that deep. Oh, but what about, you know, so and so? Oh, but I went through this and they try to one up you like. No. Don't do that. It's one thing to share experiences like, oh, I went through something similar versus, oh, that ain't nothing. But what about what I went through? Yeah, don't invalidate what I went through and how I feel in the, at the time and what I'm saying right now. Like, that's not okay. It's not okay to dismiss what I'm feeling and what I'm saying. No matter in what, in what the reasoning and why I want to share that right now. You know, it's just it's, it's sad that this is the norm. And what I'm hoping is by even if one person listening to me take something from this and then they change or they, you know, start to regulate the way that, you know, they are interacting with other people like then mission accomplished. You know what I'm saying? Like each one teach one kind of a situation, you know? What up, check Hi, Avery. Oh, you're in your intellectual bag today. Well, I'm definitely here to listen while I work. Shout out to all the good people in the room. Where's you going, on? Good morning. Good morning. Uh, yeah, I'll get that. Um, that was a good response, the executioner. And that video was, um, that was good responses. And like the executioner, I choose my words um, when I speak carefully. I literally say whatever it is that I want to say. What I get hit with in response would be the basically. So like the the short video that you just played, Eerie, where it had the, the gaslight and then the correct way. If you played that in reverse and said the correct way, I would get hit with the basically you said and then the wrong way, which would make them feel entitled to their feelings mm -hmm. about that situation because then it does sound like gaslighting. But I didn't say the wrong way. I said the actual right way. Uh, but that basically. Yeah, that, yeah, that basically, I hear that a lot. And then they end up going down a rabbit hole of what their interpretation of what they heard Basically, it's their own version of paraphrasing it to make it make sense for them and want to pull like the victim card or whatever, you know, like is. I get it. Obviously, just to clarify, I'm not saying every time I was correct because I'm human and I mess up a lot. You can listen to my songs and I talk about messing up a lot. But anyway, just to clarify that. But when I do say correctly, that's what I meant. I get hit with the basically. You know what I'm saying? Oh, no. I can stop it. Oh, no. He read. 
You were talking about venting and sharing. What I do, and I don't know if this is a bad thing, but what I do, I try to find a solution in a Bible scripture. But you said you wasn't looking for answers. So is that overstepping as well? I told you I'm not good with the socials. You already know. You understand? Social okay. interactions and all that. This the best version of me. <laughs> Socially interacted <laughs> on the stereo. Damn. So what I do, um, like with my friends, right? So my best friend, we have this thing where uh, when we want to do like, a, you know, emotional dumping, basically, right? We ask the other person um, if they have the bandwidth, if they are able to even engage in that kind of a deep, heavy, potentially heavy conversation, right? And then if there is a yes to that question, then it goes to, okay, so do you want me to just sit and listen? Or is this something you want us to work through together to try to find a resolution? So it kind of sets the tone, you know, and what I'm, what I'm starting to observe is that because we live in such a microwave popcorn quick society now, it's kind of like we don't take more of the time to set the stage for what is about to play out. We don't set a foundation for the conversation. We just go into it just reactionary. You know what I mean? Which not to say that there is no room for that. There's always room for it. And there's always exceptions to a rule. And neither one of them is a rule. It's just, you know, about understanding, I guess, who you're talking to and what you're talking about and what's the reason for the conversation, you know? Um, is, I don't know, it works for us, for me and my bestie because of our schedules and how empathic we are. So we already know, like with either one of us, there's going to be an exchange of heavy energy and we, we need to make sure that we're all right with that, you know, so that we don't carry that into the next situation or the next conversation or the next project we're doing or, you know, even just in dealing with our children, you know. Um, so, like, I don't, I don't, I don't have, I wish I had more answers. And I'm definitely going to possibly come back and do this again, right, uh, in talking about gaslighting and getting, like, I don't know, maybe it'll be like a whole separate my two cents versus just a part of, you feel me? Because the gaslighting goes into, if you've heard me, I've been saying verbal intent, which goes into the verbal intent, right? Because being mindful about what you say and how you say it can kind can definitely like minimize a lot of disrespectful confrontational conversations. Or it could even minimize, you know, the toxicity of dealing with someone who is a gaslighter, you know, who is abusive, you know. And then, so this is just a side note because it's what works for me. Uh, because I overstand there's a pathology to everyone walking on earth and there's a reason why they are the way that they are, whether they have 
one persona that's like this, but the person you know outside the persona is completely different. You feel me? Whether it's, you know, way somebody might be with one group of people, the way that they're different with another group of people or the way that they live their life. I know that there is a reason for all of that. And no one is obligated to be so transparent to divulge, you know, the ups and downs of what created them to be who they are, right? But because I'm aware that there is a pathology to people, it makes it makes the opportunity for me to be more understanding and kind of, I guess you could say, slow down to how I respond. So for example, I have another friend where I know there is absolutely nothing I could say where even if I know they are in the wrong of the wrong, there is nothing I can say rationally, logically, that's going to hit them. I know for that particular friend, well, there's several, but that one in particular that made me, that was the catalyst for me to even bring that up, is I know they have to work it out. Once they work it out in their own mind, they will get to it. It's kind of like a maze, right? So for me, I see a maze. I go, it's like boom, 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 boom. I'll never have to lift my pen or paper. I mean, pen or pencil or crayon off of the paper. I just go from, and I go backwards. I go from the end to the beginning. It's weird. I don't know where that comes from. I haven't dissected that yet. But for some people, they go through a maze, right? And they don't see the pattern yet. Eventually, they get the pattern but they don't at first. And so they might bump into these little blocks, right? Into the lines where they can't go anywhere. But I know for some of the people that I'm around, I know that once they figure it out, they'll understand what I wanted to share with them or plant the seed with them all along, you know? And in those moments when I know that they got it, that's when I celebrate their, you know, their come to Jesus moment, their epiphany. Like we, I'm going to celebrate that. And then I'm going to add to that. Like, I, you know what? I'm glad you got it. Cause you scared me for a little bit, you know, and, but I knew you was going to get it. Because I trust their, I trust their ability to figure it out at some point, you know? Um, so I don't know where I was going with that, but yeah, it was meant for me to share it with somebody for me to say it. That was, that was the biggest answer anybody has ever given me about that subject. Just to ask, like, do you want me to just sit and listen or do you want me to help you work through it? I think that's the best thing. Like, I would love it if somebody said that to me, you know what I mean? Or if, like, I'm going to use that from now on. Thank you. I appreciate that. You're welcome. I mean, cause it, it does, it does make it a little bit easier because then you know that maybe that's not the person at that time, you know, cause they could be going through their own thing. And especially when you're dealing with people who quote unquote society calls strong people and they don't ask for help and they don't, they're always the go-to person, right? Like People like people like us, we're not always quick to just say, hey, you know what? I do need help. Because we're so used to figuring it out for ourselves. 
But there, but at the same time, we have to understand because sometimes that could be a trauma response too, and that we have to be mindful about that. And I know for me, it was a, a trauma response. So I had to get real comfortable with asking for help. So that's why it sets the tone of, you know, when um, you're being asked that, if, you know, you do want help or if some, or if you're asking them that, if they do want help. So then, yeah, that's when you get the scripture. That's when you walk them through it and you help them, you guide them to see the light versus just, you know, assuming that, yeah, like, oh, you got an issue? Boom, let's solve it, you know? And I have to be, I had to be mindful about that too because um, like, I'm like that with business, right? So if you come to me with an idea, I'm already like running to, from figuring it out, like, okay, look, you could do this, you could do this, you could do this, da, 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 da. like I'm already doing that, right? And what I had to do was I had to stop doing that because not everybody is ready for all of that you know and what happened was <laughs> so there was a moment in time most recently right i was sitting in the audio room and i got invited up onto the panel and i don't really do panels on this other app like that not unless i know the host you feel me so i get up on the panel and um Someone was uh, saying to me that, oh, I sounded very crisp and clear because I was I had my uh, soundboard still hooked up. Right. And so they were like, oh, you sound, you know, completely different today. Like, oh, you sound crisp and clear. Like, you know, I could tell there's, you know, uh, you're using a, a microphone or something. And I was like, yeah, because just doing the show, blah, 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 blah. OK, so then he starts asking me about like my soundboard and my microphones and all this other kind of stuff. Right. And, you know, kind of wanting to know what I do and everything like that. Right. So I'm breaking all this down and someone um, makes a comment to me. Right. Because I said that I do everything from my phone. I don't use a laptop. And what I'm currently trying to figure out is I am testing different cords. I'm testing different connections on different devices so that I can stream in multiple places at the same time. Because that's what we do. Y'all know that's, well, a lot of y'all know that's what we do. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Bex and Million and uh, Pedal Like. Like, that's what we do. We cross stream. You know what I'm saying? A lot. So, saying all that to say, uh, this guy, he interjects and he starts explaining to me what and how I should connect my soundboard to my laptop. All because I said, that I stream from my phone and I do everything from my phone. So he assumed that I didn't know how to connect it to my laptop. Where then I had to say like, when it, you know, when he was done, I was like, yeah, I know that. I don't want to do that though. Like, I don't want to use my laptop. I like using my phone. It's easier. And kept it just that simple, you know? So it's kind of like, and I don't know, maybe, it's, and I know for some guys, right? Or I don't want to even say guys, people who are problem solving people, anytime they hear, for some of them, a lot of them, uh, when they hear like what could be a problem or what could be a challenge, they go into it thinking like, oh, let me just give you the solution, you know? So there's kind of that too. Um, so, 
you know, exercise your discernment, which I, I know you do. And that's to anybody, you know, exercise discernment when you're talking to people and trying to gauge like where they're coming from. You feel me? Because some people have takeover spirits. Some people have takeover spirits and they just want to, you know, they got A type personalities and they just want to lead. But that doesn't mean they can influence or some people can influence and that doesn't mean they know how to lead. I just dropped in, greetings. I'm the original King of Stereo. Uh, just came back on after a couple years, checking in. That's the first one I landed on. Got some good uh, conversation going, so I'm listening in. I'll tap in. Oh, I don't know who that is, but he ain't the first King of Stereo. Like, what, was there another award show? That that thought he, that, that wasn't Thotty, was it? That wasn't Thotty. <laughs> I don't I don't know who that is. Uh, but okay. What's going on, everybody? What up, Inspect? Stay spectacular. You and your two cents. Okay, okay, I hear you. No, it makes a lot of sense. I, I get you. <laughs> Shout out to you, though. Um, so, yeah, I mean, going back to, you know, with the verbal intent, it's just being, again, it's just being more mindful about what you're saying, why you're saying it, who you're saying it to, versus just talking to be talking. Like, I've heard several people say, like, matter of fact, I heard it this morning, yo. So I'm sitting in the Monday morning marketing meeting, and they're talking, they're going on and on about, you know, uh, um, the revolt uh, conference that happened, P. Diddy's conference that he did over the weekend, and all of the fantasticness that it was, you know, and they're all excited and, you know, sharing their experience and what they saw and what they, you know, uh, who they spoke to, who was there, all of this, right? Celebration. Yay, celebration. Okay. Um, however, oh, you know what? Hold on. Pause. Because you know what I forgot to do? I've been talking this whole time. And I did not put back on our stereo people. You feel me? Um, so yeah, so they're doing all of this right now. Someone chimed in and asked one of the hosts, okay, one of the hosts, and he said, uh, yeah, I remember you said you were going to do, um, some, some sort of a fest as well. Like, you know, just wanted to follow up with that, basically, you know, basically, look, there I go, paraphrasing, um, because I don't know the verbatim words he used, uh, but that was what he was asking, right? And um, this is what Nick said. Nick was like, well, uh, I don't remember saying that. But, you know, if I did say that, then he was like, you know, I'd be on here and, you know, I get my creative juices get to flowing and I might come up with an idea and I might say that. But then I get off of here and hang up and, you know, life be life in and, you know, yeah, but I don't remember saying that. But, hey, you know, it's a great idea. Let's do it. What? I've heard people on stereo. I heard one person in particular on stereo actually say on his own platform, basically like you can't take everything he say, you know, as how he feels. Cause sometimes he just be talking to be talking, you know? And I was taken aback when I heard that. Cause I was just like, oh, oh, interesting. You know? So you could be saying anything, right? And then there comes, if you're saying it to just to be saying it, which means you don't have intention on why you're saying it, right? 
that means you're probably not gonna have a memory of it i feel like this is my opinion i think you would have less of a memory if you don't have intention behind why you said it and why you did it because it didn't mean anything you just kind of like tossed it out there right so then when you're confronted with it right when someone brings a receipt then it becomes like wait no i didn't say that well no 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 you did you did say it especially if it's on tape now mind you on that other app that that app ain't recorded so that means someone remembered that he said that and I'm pretty sure there were probably other people in the room at the time when he said it. And when that person mentioned it, they ain't no telling what Jack told Helen. You feel me? If, you know, they were like, oh, wait, he did say that. Right? So, I don't know. I just think it's important to be, you know, pay attention to what you're saying. Because if you, my thing is this. There was a woman I worked with. Shout out to Kelly. I worked with her when I was a massage therapist. She worked the front desk, I was a therapist, and we became really cool, right? Became friends. And uh, she told me something that her uh, auntie had told her, which was, don't say nothing once, you're not willing to say twice. So my thing is this, even if you are speaking behind someone's back or to their face, if you are speaking on a situation that happened in pop culture or you are speaking to something that happened within your family or friend circle, don't say nothing once you're not willing to say, say twice and stand on that. Even if you were wrong and when you said it or you, you know, maybe time, you know, over time, things change, right? Things evolve and you may have a different perspective on it. But then don't be like, oh, oh, but that's not what I meant. No, at the time, that is what you meant because you said it. Because there are some people who take exactly what you say for face value. There are some people who take you for exactly at your word. Reason being, that's why I don't recommend a lot of people to other people. Or I may not connect other people with certain people because that's my name on the line. That's a relationship I cultivated and that I nurtured and we became close to the point where this person trusts my judgment if I recommend this person to do this. So if I just say anybody's name like, hey, I just know somebody, you feel me? They're going to look at me. Like, OK, you said that they, you know, they could do this, but like the, their work is terrible. Or they don't show up or anything like that. You feel me? When I was a massage therapist and I worked at UC Berkeley, right? And I told y'all the story about the the um the director. I ended up being her assistant, right? Which gave me hiring power. Guess who I brought in? I brought in others, uh, my other classmates, right? That graduated with me that I knew needed a job or wanted a job. What, did I bring in the whole class? Absolutely not. I only brought the people that showed up to volunteer their time at the events that I coordinated while I was in school because I found a loophole to get extra points. <laughs> so there's that. So just so I wouldn't have to do externship. So because I found this loophole, I would network with, uh, uh, you know, places in the com within the community and we would volunteer and do mas chair massages. Right. So only the people that actually showed up 
on the weekend or in the evening time and went out of their way to actually show that that was what they wanted to do. They actually um, showed the passion uh, for a massage therapy. Those are the ones that I recommended to my director for us to interview for them to get the job. That's how that works, right? So I was intentional behind me saying somebody's name and saying it to somebody else for them to get the opportunity so you know that's just an example of why um being careful and paying attention and being mindful all these buzzwords i keep repeating so that it can sink in you know what i mean like there's just it just takes a little time you gotta know who you are you gotta know who the players are so that you can put out there what you want to be received in the best light and in the best way with directional intent. Now, sometimes people don't receive directional intent. So like what Junkie Dave was saying about, okay, he says something, you know, directional, but then they say, oh, but basically, right? No, it's kind of like asking a direct question. If I ask you a direct yes or no question and you deflect and you give me a, you know, a whole dissertation response. Yeah, no. It's just yes or no. And sometimes those people can be really challenging too because it's like, okay, well, maybe I was too wordy. Maybe I need to say it in a different way. But I'm that kind of person where I will take that kind of time out to do that depending on the situation. You know what I mean? Because I know not everybody, everybody's comprehension level ain't equal, okay? So I was gonna say something real petty right there. I'm, just, I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> you gotta leave the shit and then leave. Like, <laughs> right? I'm gonna just sit this here right quick. You know, I'm the original king of stereo. Who? Who? Right. Who the hell you? <laughs> Harper, who that man? Erie, you petty to my you? You ain't thotty, Scotty. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like you, you know, like who is that? I don't, I don't, I don't know who that was. I don't, that could have been anybody. Um, so yeah. <laughs> oh, and for y'all who are not on stereo. Okay. King of stereo. It's a whole award. It's a whole, it's a whole culture by itself within the culture. Okay. So King of stereo, queen of stereo. It's an award show put together by Thotty Scotty, uh, queen, uh, queen of stereo. And then the King of stereo is put together by queen Donatella. So, you know, I'm just saying you got to come over here to catch what we throwing basically. So you can really just see what goes on on this app. You feel me? It is definitely its own thing. <laughs> so there's that. Um, but yeah, so, okay. So the other thing about verbal intent is what I had, you know, Loki mentioned a little while ago about influence and leading. Okay. So, most recently, like, and I do mean most recently, like, as of yesterday and today, okay? Someone, you know, feels as if they are so influential that certain terms that they use was the influence to <laughs> me and someone else, okay? All right? And putting a show together. And it's just like, yeah, no. 
No, 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 no. That's not it at all. And here's the thing about being an influencer. An influencer to me is someone who can lead and influence. You know what I'm saying? Like they can do both. So what I mean by that, and this is just my opinion on what that looks like to me. I know that there is an actual difference, right? Which is why I put it the way I put it in the title. But for me, in my opinion, they are the an influencer has the ability to also lead. So with that being said, like an influencer, right? Not only can show you something and say, hey, you know what? Look at this. But they can guide you through it. They can lead you to the water. You know what I mean? It's not just about, oh, this is a cute catchphrase. Like, no. Now we're trying to break down what the catchphrase is and the culture behind it and all of that. Like, so that you, they can get a better understanding. So that whatever they can learn, they can apply it and move on from there. That is an influencer to me. You know? And I'm saying that, like, yes, there's the influencers. Um, where, I mean, anybody can call themselves an influencer to a certain degree, right? Like you influence your children, you may influence at your job, your friend circle, whatever the case is, right? Any, you know, you can throw that out there and say, I influence somebody to do X, Y, and Z or whatever, right? But for me, you're not just, you know, um, getting them to do something, but it's more like you're getting them to do it on a regular basis and it is now a part of their lifestyle. So you led them to a whole different lifestyle. You know? Um, now, some people can lead. I think we'll see. I think there are leaders who don't want to recognize that they are influencers. Uh, because, okay, shout out to Submissive Tammy. I'm going to use her as an example, right? I remember hearing Mr. Tammy say one time about how like, you know, um, and I'm paraphrasing because this happened a long time ago, but she was speaking on, you know, in that ballpark about, you know, how she may not be as influential, okay, when it comes to things on this app. And I was like, no, you are an influencer. I had, I told her, I was like, no, you are an influencer. Like people listen to you, people, um, um, support you in ways that you're not asking for you influence them to do that and then she walks she walks through using her own life in order to prove her point to make it hit and make it relative that is a leader and that is an influencer and I'm, you know, I don't, the, the conversation hasn't come up now. It's not like I followed up with her to feel like if she, you know, to ask her if she feels, still feels the same way. But I hope now she does not feel the way that she felt when she made that comment. Because there's a lot of people who, who are on this app. Like, you guys are leaders and influencers. Whether you think you are or not. Because there's... <laughs> When people speak on you when you're not around, when people um, support you and you didn't think that they supported you, there was something you said or did that influenced them or touched them or you led them to some kind of understanding or new reality or new product that made them want to, you know, do something different. 
And that was because what? You had the intention and why you did what you did and said what you said for that to even happen. Your, your intention was the catalyst for that to be the effect. And that's what I think is important to understand when it comes to being an influencer and a leader or influencing and leading. Because just because you come up with, just because you say something over and over and over again, doesn't mean one, you made it up and you coined it and it wasn't there before you said it. You feel me? Nothing under the sun is new. Absolutely nothing. Okay. Nothing under the sun is new. All right. Um, so with that being said, it's kind of like you need to, you know, it's great to have confidence. It's great. But also, you know, check your bulb. Because something's flickering in there for you to feel like the confidence that you have influenced a whole culture when that's not what happened. It's almost like it's like it's almost like you're lying to yourself. And you don't want to do that. You don't want to be the type of person that lies to themselves where you think you are better or bigger than what you actually are. Like stay in your lane, stay in your position, reach for those goals, but don't, you know, and I know they say fake it till you make it. And that's great and all, you want fake it till you make it. You feel me? Do you. However, don't just assume that because somebody else is doing something similar that you were the influence of that. You don't, they, there's no ownership of that. And that's not leadership qualities neither. So that's why I think there's a great distinction about trying to, you know, decide on what you are on social media for. I talk about all the time about being on social media and having what's your intent on being on this app. And I share my story all the time about me being on this application. OK. And the different ways that I have had to re. Um, what do they call it? revamp or restructure whatever you want to insert there to reorganize i don't know like originally i didn't know what i wanted to get on this app for when they were first advertising it i didn't know if i wanted to actually do my podcast over here or do any of that right i did it but then i threw my head you know had in the podcasting bag and i ran with it and i've been running with it whereas some people their intention to being on stereo right it's just for social media purposes period it's just to socialize. That's it. It's not to make content. It's not to influence anything. It's not to create a culture. It's not to do any of that. It's literally just to socialize, just to hang out, just to meet and greet, just to network, just to high and buy, just to what's up, just to troll, like whatever it is, right? But it's just to socialize in whatever kind of way. And then you get, you know, then there's a mixture of people who do both. Right. So for my journey, it was OK. I went in my podcasting bag. Right. And then I decided to go into more of my social bag. Now, my social bag is where I got burnt at. So I don't use the social bag no more. The social bag don't work for me here. Right. But it doesn't mean it's not going to work for me on another app. Which is where I use the other app at. I use the other app strictly to socialize. Whereas over here, I use it to create content, you know, and socializing is part of the content.
So that's why I had to be, I had to go back to the drawing board and re-examine my intent for being on this app to decide on what I wanted to do, right? And do I see myself as an influencer? Yep, absolutely. There are several things that I noticed that I have done where nobody was doing that at first. And I'm not, and this is not going like me being like overly confident or whatever. It's me observing and like seeing it. You know what I'm saying? And seeing it and hearing it come back to me. I'm not saying what I think. I'm saying what I've been told by people of them telling me that I influenced them to do something. Right? So it's the feedback for me. The feedback is the validation for me to say what I can say. Right? And then therefore there's the leadership skills because if you partner with me and we got a project or we finna do something like, look, we gonna make that happen, Captain. We gonna make it work. We gonna make it do what it do, you know? And what I had to realize though, in some situations that I don't wanna lead anything. So like, if it's like, for example, um, Binge and Rewind, right, is, is, is my baby. Right. That's my thing. And a lot of people on this app solely know me for just like I just like all I do is watch TV all day. So you know what I'm saying? Some people, <laughs> some people only see me as that, you know, which is OK. That's perfectly fine. They can, you know, there's neither here nor there. At least you remembering me for something that I actually do enjoy doing. And I have the there's a goal behind it, you know, which means if you supported me now, then, hope you know, hopefully they'll be there when they support me beyond what happens after stereo with that you know um but anyway so it's like uh when people come onto that platform right so like when i do panels you know and we're talking about something i'm the driver they're the passenger right however let's then say that what if that's in reverse right and someone invites me to their panel they're the driver i'm the passenger I'm at their house. So I follow their lead. I follow the tone that they set for the conversation. And I go in with that intent. I'm not going to go in and try to take it over. Like if someone were to invite me to a panel to talk about a show, but it's their platform, I'm not then going to do my binge and rewind thing. Because their platform may not do, you know, uh, spoilers. They may despise spoilers and they don't want nothing to do with that. Okay, well, I'm not then going to take lead and then start doing spoilers. So, I know, it's just, it's kind of, it's probably like cheesy, corny examples. But it's the best that I could do in the moment that I'm thinking off the top of my head. Because, like, there's no bullet points. This is... You know, reality radio, what you hear is what you get. Everything is in real time. Ain't no do-overs, ain't no, you know, <laughs> there's no editing. It's all like in real time. You feel me? So, um, yeah, like I wouldn't do that. So that's why I'm saying like there's leading and then there's influencing, you know. Um, 
And I think it's important to know the difference and understanding what your intention is on why you're saying what you're saying, why you're doing what you're doing, even why you're hanging out with who you hanging out with. Okay, because that's where politics comes into play. That's a whole nother conversation. Right. It's a whole nother conversation. Because I will say this about stereo. The politics is heavy. The politics is deep on this app. So, look, y'all need to download stereo. I mean, people can play politics and not be a politician. I will say that. So, that's just people who understand the game and know how to play the game. But the ones who, was, who, who play politician? I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. You got to watch them. Gotta watch them from a distance. You feel me? Um, but yeah, I think I pretty much said everything I really wanted to say on the whole subject matter. You know, when it comes to gaslighting, understanding the difference, the phrases, the terms. Uh, we got some great uh, information from Goddess Robotic. Uh, Junkie Dave had great insight. Live Breezy came in on clutch. Okay, with that comment, with the conversation he had with his wife this morning. You know, um, there's a new tech, you know, there's another technique that we could all try, you know, where it's like when someone wants to, you know, vent and share, you know, asking them if they are ready for it and asking them if they want resolution or if they just want you to sit and listen, you know, and then vice versa. You know, and then also there's nothing asking, there's nothing wrong with asking, like, if you do go to them and just asking them, like, you know, there's something heavy I want to talk about. Like, are you okay to listen to this? You know, there's nothing wrong with being proactive because not everybody is going to understand the assignment to actually respond in that way to say that, oh, no, this ain't that. You know, sometimes you have to, you know, set part said that to be part of a foundation of not just the conversation in the moment but just part of the lifestyle between you and whoever you know so that just becomes a norm and i say lifestyle because in my opinion like you learn something right and then you apply it right and then you practice it right and then it becomes a behavior right but then it becomes a lifestyle which means it just happens naturally Right. And because I know Junkie Dave loves biblical terms, what's in your heart is what comes out in your actions and your mouth. So. Just saying it just kind of all flows together, all goes together like a pimp named Slickback, you know, at least for me anyway. But again, this is my two cents. That's what this is all about. Right. And. I don't know what it is for y'all. I don't know what it is for y'all on stereo, what it is for y'all outside of stereo. But, um, you know, we could talk about it. I'm here for it. Uh, but y'all have a wonderful day. Closing now. You feel me? Um, this project, Pook, with Most Hated. I'm going to play a couple of more uh, stereo artists. Uh, yeah, because, again, this is the stereo artist playlist that I got. And... Who all is on this playlist? Um, Junkie Dave, of course. Autogajin, Pluto Poly, Megstar, uh, oh, Ghost, 
a lot of y'all, uh, Jay Lotus, a.k.a. Ghost, you know, the one used to have do all the beats and the rhymes and uh, freestyles and all that kind of stuff, right? Uh, then, of course, there's Ron J, you feel me? And then I already mentioned Project Poop, you know, so that's who I got on there, your 310 boy, Poodle Polly, you know, and if there's anybody else that I'm missing, right? I mean, I ain't gonna hold you. There is one specific artist on this app that I will not put on my playlist. I'm just not gonna feed into their ego. I just, I can't do it. My spirit won't let me. It ain't no shade. You know what I'm saying? It really ain't. But my spirit, I can't go get some spirit. It just, <laughs> I just, it just ain't gonna happen. I can't feed into their ego, yo. Especially when I personally would not listen to their music. So I'm very intentional behind artists I support, you know, it's not just because it look good or it's not just because who you attached to, like, if I don't like it, I don't like it, you know, like, I don't know what else to tell you, I don't know, I don't know, it ain't destiny, according to Max Lar. Um, heard I'm not invited, got kind of excited, being the bad guy, I think I kind of like it, tired of being a doormat, wait, can you hear that, it's like I got my feelings back, it's about to get really bad. <laughs> Shout out to the room though, what up champ, <laughs> trigger Tammy, random spoon, I, I spoke you up. Uh, what's up, shout out to you, check yourself, you still here, Junkie Dave, Nancy Poppy, Bad Bunny. Emperor, what up with you? What's popping? What up, Grey Light? What up, Shady Lady? Nice to see y'all in my two cents. Shout out to y'all, man. Happy Monday. My two cents Monday, you feel me? Always been my papa's little mistake. I grew up down the street from Spring Lake. Always being SOB, that's not a slight to my mom. You would get it if you understood exactly where I'm coming from. Look, I like to take you out. I like to show you how. It's with the nice guy. Yeah, make sure y'all hit the playback and talking about gaslighting and verbal intent and influence versus leading. There's a lot of great information and conversation. You feel me? Oh, no, 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 no. 
for the team that they were on but you would have left everything to start a dynasty with me but unfortunately i'm just like the racer and the song of which i sing and i know that there's no erasing my past actions and you're over it and that shows your maturity i just want you to know that i know that back then i was really effed up you didn't deserve that you still don't I thought that was a good song to end on. That's Otto Gajin's Nice Guy over there on Spotify. Um, some of his music, I know for sure you can actually use it on Instagram as part of, you know, background music. And y'all, that was my two cents. That's all I got for y'all today. Pull up on me next Monday for my two cents, God willing. You feel me? And I'll have more topics to discuss and dissect and break down and all that good stuff. Because again, I created my two cents so that I could share, uh, have a platform to share my thoughts and opinions unapologetically on, you know, and also fairly, for sure. Definitely fairly, okay? It's not one-sided, even though it's my two cents. It's definitely not one-sided. And I use myself in examples and a lot, you feel me? And I take accountability for how I move, how I act, what I say, and what I don't say, all right? And uh, yeah, this is my world in real time. And I think it's okay to have a dialogue and a conversation, sharing opinions, because your opinions are not facts. It may be in fact in how you feel, but it's not a fact in what is actually a fact, you know? So shout out to y'all. I appreciate y'all. And I think it's time that we can have an open discussion with open minds, open hearts, and open ears so that we can progress and move forward. So shout out to y'all. Have a wonderful Monday. And I will see y'all later. Bye.